0: Hello, everyone. This is uh, your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And this is your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And And this this is is my spooky spooky gay gay family. family. Ooh. I had to say everybody because we couldn't agree on what to call all of you. <laughs> we, we were looking for the most inclusive form of homosexuals. and We it's, couldn't figure out what it was.
1: It's just it. It can't be homosexuals because, again, homosexual words mean things. Well, it
0: can be homosexuals it's, because I'm talking to the homosexuals and everybody else.
1: But you only said homosexuals.
0: <laughs> well, but this is my spooky gay family. It's all about the gays.
1: I know, but we don't want to feel we don't want like Jessica to feel left out. We're like my my wife is not. Then maybe
0: Jessica should try being a homosexual. (laughs) Everyone else in our family did. (laughs) Poor Jessica. (laughs) Uh Well, welcome back, kids. This is another episode of my Spooky Gay Family. It is the Christmas season. It is uh, a joyful time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We are making the Yuletide gay here at our Spooky Gay Family. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, How's your day going, Sam?
1: Oh, it's going great. I heard four different versions of the Little Drummer Boy. Oh my God. This again. Back to back. Oh my God. Including a reggae version, which I didn't know existed, and a country version. So I'm I'm going to
0: play the Little Drummer Boy in the background of this entire episode.
1: just literally any other Christmas song it's really just it's not you complained about every other Christmas song I complained about repetition on every other Christmas song but I do find the little drummer boy specifically obnoxious oh
0: my god well I had a wonderful day I got to play my ps4 for like a couple hours today I was playing Jedi Fallen Order which we were talking about in the Star Wars minisode it is probably one of my new favorite games
1: it's It's a really cool game i'm I'm enjoying it. I'm not quite as far along as you are. well, that's so okay. I'm
0: kind of- honestly, I'm kind of jealous because I have a feeling I'm getting towards the end of the game, and mm-hmm. I am a little I'm like sad. I'm like, I don't want it to end.
1: I mean, give them like two months and there'll be some kind of downloadable content. You can spend like 40 bucks to get. Well, that's what I
0: said to Kevin. Cause there's already like an extended edition yeah. game that was available at Target where I bought my version mm-hmm. of the game. Um, version my copy of the game and uh, I was saying because Kevin was upset he was like I already beat the game and I I, I'm sad because there's really no stuff to do besides the main quest and I was like well by the extended version there's probably more shit to do and he was like I hope so
1: do more Jedi parkour parkour just, just for the hell of it <laughs> <laughs> like, i have no goal in mind i'm just gonna run it out-
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just going to bounce off of everything and kill things with a lightsaber
1: it's like it was it was one of those things i was i started playing this game and i realized like after like a half hour it felt like really familiar and I'm like, oh, this is just Prince of Persia with a lightsaber. <laughs> that's why, that's I why this feels so familiar. I can't
0: remember the last time I played Prince of Persia. <laughs>
1: it's been a while since they made one. So. I was going
0: to say. <laughs> uh, but this episode has, has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with, with Jedi yeah. Fallen Order. Uh, we are talking about one of my favorite uh, spooky Christmas uh, m- myths, folklore, uh,
1: yeah, we're 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 talking mostly about the movie that they made about it.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. we're we're talking about the movie, but we're, we're it's all encompassing of the folklore. We're talking about a really awesome movie called Krampus. And it is <laughs> <laughs> It was made by uh the same director who made one of my other favorite movies, which I should have realized looking back on it, uh the guy who made Trick or Treat.
1: Uh yes, Michael Doherty. Michael Doherty. Also directed this, which is it's it's weird because I actually hadn't watched this movie before we kind of decided to do it for the podcast. Because I, I, it's not that seasonal horror is never good. It usually is fine. It's just this particular one. I kind of looked at it, went, "Oh, that's the guy from Parks and Rec." Like I'm gonna give that one like a <laughs> wide berth. And not that I have anything against Adam Scott. I just, just like, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. When I when I watched it the other day, and we got through just the the opening sequence, which is just a mall massacre to the to the tune of it's the, the most the, wonderful time yeah. of the year like and i'm sitting there going like this feels really familiar again this feels really familiar and and kind of went on imdb and i'm like oh it's a michael doherty movie why the fuck yeah. didn't i watch this like I i'm
0: surprised it. i didn't realize it was his movie the first time i watched it because honestly it kind of has the same general overarching theme as trick or treat, which yeah. is like, don't disrespect the traditions of the holiday or you will pay for it.
1: Yeah, and don't fuck with, like, you know, the spirit of Christmas past <laughs> or the spirit well, yeah. of Halloween past for that matter. Yeah,
0: Halloween past yeah. or Christmas past <laughs> because the whole, the whole, Thing in this movie is, l- I think we can jump yeah, right into we, um, it, right?
1: Yeah,
0: I think so. Uh, so we will be talking about Krampus. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, it's been like what four years, so At get least. with the times. Yeah. But we are going to be talking in depth about it. So if you haven't seen it, uh, now's a good time to stop.
1: Yeah, hit hit pause. Go on Amazon Prime, order it. Go <laughs> <to> be
0: <better. laughs> Come back when you're ready. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so Krampus <laughs> is. I, I just <laughs> like <laughs> just saying it, it that right, way. Right. <laughs> like like Omni. What's her name? Omni. Omni. Oh, me. Yeah. I, I was like, I can never remember the, the grandma's name. Um, sh- I like saying it like the grandma because I like her accent.
1: That uh, is the last time I'm going to remember a character's name for the entire episode. Just so I know. I-, I
0: don't remember anyone's <laughs> fucking name in this movie. So good luck trying to make sense yeah, of what we're we talking just, about. Just
1: bring IMDb up now. <laughs> uh- <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: So uh, Krampus is a movie, uh, like we said, it's about a, uh, the this spirit who is kind yeah. of a a mythical element of of christmas folklore from the kind of like mid-european yeah, area yeah sort
1: of central european eastern european kind of all of the um all of these these sort of slavic countries that are sort of in the middle and up north and a little <laughs> bit east
0: all those weird ones that have that weird fucking folklore, you know,
1: <laughs> east of France, north of Italy, and you know, <laughs> stopping short at Russia. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sort of that whole milieu.
0: Yeah. So they came up with this fucked up dude who's like the <laughs> the sh- they. I've heard people call it the the shadow of Saint Nicholas.
1: Um. Yes, that's actually that's how the movie refers to it specifically. Yeah, the, the shadow of the Saint Nicholas.
0: They use. And basically, it is this this creature that is half demon, half goat. Yeah. And he comes it's always
1: goats. What the hell is uh, well, do demons have a thing for goats. I don't know. A goat.
0: The goat has always been a symbol for the devil. And I think it's the horns. The horns are so like big and scary and creepy looking. Yeah, no,
1: it just, it seems weird. it's like goats. <laughs> like, like, cause all I could think of is like the screaming goat videos. And I'm like, that is the least frightening thing that I can yeah, I mean... Like, apart from being loud, like, I can't, really, <laughs> I can't really imagine, like, looking at a goat and being like, that is clearly the most evil thing on this earth, is that that little screaming goat. <laughs> I <laughs> actually could. Goats. I, yeah. I, I <laughs>
0: imagine that that's something I would get tired of fairly quickly. Um <laughs> Yeah. So Krampus, Sorry. I was like, I was like, what the hell Sorry, is I goes, talking yeah, about? Yeah. Krampus uh, is this spirit and he, he comes to punish people who have forgotten the spirit of the holiday. And uh, <laughs> the way he punishes people varies from culture to culture, yeah. but generally speaking, he comes and beats you with birch sticks.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's sort of the, prev- the prevailing theme. Yeah. Um, because he is kind of the other half of St. Nicholas, who is, of course, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things. It's He punishes the bad children while Santa gives presents to the good children. So exactly. it's, it's like, you know, good kids get presents and bad kids get the beaten stick.
0: Herpes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until, um, I guess, about like, I don't know, maybe 100 years ago or so when it was decided that Krampus hands out coal. Well, because that was we, when they just—they're we they're like, well, I guess <laughs> we can't beat kids anymore. Like, Let's well, just well, give I them coal. It's like this isn't a good look. We'll just—we'll just make the demon give them coal <laughs> because it would be really terrible if people thought that you know Krampus was a child abuser. That would be really
0: terrible. Because <laughs> then Krampus is just everyone's father. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of was the the mythical basis for this movie Krampus that was made by uh, Michael Doherty and I remember seeing this movie for the first time with David when it came out in 2015 and I loved this movie because it is so campy and like it, it has a very it's it's like a funny but scary
1: yeah it's kind of a kind of a dark comedy yeah then I would say like a straight shot horror movie yeah I mean it has like
0: it has like elements of uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead
1: Yeah, it's kind of. There are definitely moments, like particularly like I'm thinking of one specific one where a gingerbread man yells "Charge!" Like, (laughs) like, there's 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 definitely some moments in there that are a little bit like, okay, like we're.
0: (laughs) We really leaned into this. We
1: really leaned into that. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but it's fine. Well, there's that one character, the uncle. uh, What's his fucking name? Uh, uh Howard Howard yeah. and he gets at one
1: point he gets attacked by the gingerbread men and uh Who, if you look in the IMDB page are called like dumpy lumpy and clumpy or something really like that. yeah they oh my names. god I love that they and have one of them names. is voiced by Seth Green I'm assuming the other one that had <laughs> line, which was charged, charged in like a weird like Alvin the chipmunk's voice I actually love that. But
0: at one point, (laughs) uh, his wife asks him, uh, she's like, do you believe all this shit? And he's like, well, I don't know. I just got I just got my ass kicked by a bunch of gingerbread men. So no, he says, I got my ass kicked by a bunch of Christmas cookies. So I don't know. (laughs) And I was like, that is the best line. It's so good. (laughs) And I I really love that it had a lot of comedy. Do you You like horror movies that have a lot of comedy?
1: I do. I think that um, horror and comedy fit together really nicely because it's kind of like horror is just horror and comedy have the same setup. It's just a question of whether or not there's a punchline or if Mm. it just keeps getting worse. So it's like I think that they intermesh really well. I think that Michael Doherty particularly does it really well because there are a lot of funny moments in trick or treat too, like when Sam gets shot. Yeah, it's
0: hilarious. <laughs> it's like, <laughs>
1: <"Bwoo!">
0: <laughs> and he like, yeah. goes sliding across <laughs> <Yeah>. the floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think that most of the better horror movies, I feel, tend to have sort of the right mix because it's not that you can't have a humorless horror movie, but it does become kind of, it becomes kind of a slog. Like really the only one I can think of off the top of my head that I think works really well is they're just like, Halloween is not especially funny, but you still have moments with, like, Annie, particularly. And
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think Halloween has a lot of comedy, intentional or unintentional.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, a lot of what Mikey does is, is unintentional comedy. But
0: it's <laughs> I was like, going to say more Sheriff Brackett, <laughs> well, uh, but we've talked about yeah, him yeah, quite no, a bit
1: before. <laughs> um, but, um, you yeah, know, because I was, I was going to say Insidious, and I'm like, no, because Specs and Tucker were in that. So, so I Yeah, think they. He, I, I, so I, I think,
0: think it's the, like you said, yeah. most good horror movies have some uh comedic relief but the the key is not to go too far in into the other it, direction you know yeah. um i was watching today i i was looking for something to watch while i was doing some work and mm-hmm. i turned on because they happened to have it on cinemax <laughs> they had puppet master Oh no! And I turned it on because I hadn't watched this movie in like 20 fucking years. And I was like, oh, I bet it would be good to like turn it on and see this again. And I watched it and I was like, wow, (laughs) this is a lot to take in. It's it's a lot. And like that's a movie that has a lot of comedy, intentional or unintentional.
1: (laughs) I I think Puppet Master does sort of teeter a line between I I I think it's actually sometimes more unintentional. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically nine. camp. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's like I don't know how the hell I was supposed to take this conceit seriously, and yet when I was a small child, like that was one of the. It was s- terrifying. Scariest The, the scene
0: with the leeches freaked me out. Yeah, as a kid. it still
1: freaks me out. It's it's also just a little bit like I don't know how I feel about watching this puppet. Like, it's kind of a weird. Thing. <laughs> 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 like this is kind of boring. kind of.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Perform sadist but, yeah. acts on, on a guy who's tied to a bed. Yeah, it was
1: kind of fucked up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Krampus. Um, Krampus. But- <laughs> Krampus
0: never did anything to anyone tied to a bed. No. In this movie. And
1: I, I thank Michael Doherty for that. Honestly.
0: <laughs> uh, I really liked, I, I liked the, the comedy in this movie and I liked that you also got some legitimate scares. Like, the scene in the attic had some really good scares. Yeah, the
1: scene in the attic is legitimately scary. I think the scariest one for me, honestly, was... um Augustus Gloop the the, the, the little kid (laughs) kid Um, gets
0: sucked into the chimney
1: (laughs) no but he like he lowers the chain with the hook on it first and he's like calling to him and it's really creepy and it's it's and they're like shaking the chain with the bells on it and it's like wow jingle bells aren't supposed to be creepy but (laughs) But they did a really good job with that one um Especially because, like, then you see, like, Tony Collette, like, dive for this kid. I know. And then I'm just like, don't kill Tony Collette yet. I know. Don't kill Tony Collette yet. <laughs> it's I was like, honestly the, expecting her to, like, get pulled out of that chimney and, like, still be holding on to him and just have, like, the bottom the half. The bottom half, yeah. yeah. Like, I know. Just, like, a foot. I like, know. But I, you know
0: what's funny about this movie is there's not a lot of carnage in it. There really isn't. And a I liked of, it.
1: Most of, if you want to call them kills, I don't even know if you really can, but most of the kills happen off screen. Yeah. Um, They're like barely... Or so fast you don't see them. Yeah. And, and you know, it's
0: funny. Uh, it it all kind of ties into what happens at the end of the movie. It's like, well, were they killed or were they... You know, it's like it's all yeah. a very strange kind of meta gray area. But I, I, again, I really liked that about it. I didn't see it as a weakness of the film.
1: No, I th- I thought it made it really interesting. If nothing else, like I think especially when you're doing kind of gimmicky kills like that, Mm -hmm. like the more gore you show, the less focus is on the gimmick you're using. Yeah. And like (laughs) when you're doing, when you're doing a movie like this with the trappings of Christmas, like the the fun is taking something that's normally very innocuous or even like something that would normally, like when you look at it, go make you happy and using it to kill someone. (laughs) So it's like, so it's like, it just doesn't quite, work when it's like, you don't want it to be like spraying gallons of blood everywhere. <laughs> then it's like, it's like, it doesn't matter that she got killed with a candy cane. Cause all I can see is blood. <laughs> like,
0: I know. I like, know. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think we should start kind of at the top of the movie and mm-hmm. kind of
1: work and, our way, and,
0: and work our way yeah. in, because I think that, uh, this movie is so sequential it's it's hard to like it, we could bounce around Yeah, yeah a lot. we could
1: bounce around for an hour. Um
0: so basically it's like you said the movie starts with that scene in the mall and uh or, or the store. It looks like yeah. a like a Walmart like a basically. department store or yeah. something, yeah. Um and basically everyone is just <laughs> fucking each other up. the crap out of each other. It looks like all your favorite like YouTube Black Friday yeah, videos with people like being the shit out of Walmart There's one employees. moment where
1: I believe a gentleman like slams a keyboard, like, like smacks a woman across the face with a keyboard.
0: Oh yeah. Like, and there's like, one where someone gets hit with a TV. Yeah, like really, truly great. ridiculous like, shit. And I loved every... There's two people getting tased, which yeah, was... Like, that was hilarious. <laughs> that
1: was really funny. Um, especially because like you kind of don't understand what was happening at first and then they panned the security guards who were standing so there with. Looking, t- like, with, like, with taser you know looking like they just left nom just like <laughs> just like and you got like karen and chad on the floor and i know they, just blah,
0: like, bouncing. <laughs> but everything's in slow mo so it's like it's really great it was such a great scene
1: and then i would watch that on repeat honestly and i
0: have and i have if
1: you are a retail employee this holiday season just do yourself a favor just 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 put that on a loop for yourself when you get home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and then basically we get to know the this this family. I don't think, do they ever mention their last name? Uh, it's
1: Engel. Engel? Yeah. How do you remember that? Which is driven for angel. Because that's oh, the point. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a good criticism.
1: It's not a criticism, it's an observation. <laughs> but I'm saying it's a
0: critical eye that okay, found yes, that, that, that piece. yes, that is, okay. My God. She's having apple cider tonight. It's not even Red Bull. (laughs) Words
1: mean things. Sam. Words mean things.
0: Critique. I should have said it's a a critique, not a criticism. Those mean the same thing. I know they mean the same thing, but they have different connotations. Oh, my God. I'm I'm done. This episode is 18 minutes and 50 seconds long. We're done.
1: Okay. I'm done. I'm done.
0: My God. Go ahead. So, uh. I don't even know what I was saying. You pick it up. You do it.
1: <laughs> um, Their last name is Engel. We were getting to know the family. Um, They have a German speaking grandmother who's kind of at home, like making Christmas cookies, looking all cute and old and like <laughs> clearly like, oh, this is a person who like we're going to like. And then you have like this little kid walking in with like a bow tie looking like a Doctor Who cosplayer who's all pissed off. And he, they're like, oh, I think that's going to be a black eye, And he's got like like one smudge of red. On. <laughs> like, it's
0: like, yeah, he really cause that he kid got in was a fight during up. the
1: montage. But, yeah, um, he was in like some yeah.
0: Christmas play and it, it, in and like the middle totally of a Walmart, for some, reason. some
1: kid. Yeah. Like, like. But, um, yeah, no, the gist of it is, is that, uh, Tony Collette, who is the mother, her sister and her husband are coming for the holidays and they can't stand them. There's a lot of not exactly vague, but like not explicitly stated, like, you know, that one conservative half of your family that you really fucking hate. This is those people. Um, but I will say
0: uh, th- there's one comment that the sister makes at mm-hmm. one point when it's when those packages come yeah. from UPS. And she's like, the, she's like, what are all these packages? And the husband's like, oh, they're just blah, free handouts. Blah. And she's like, oh, it must be Democrats or, or yeah. something like that. And you're like, oh, she's a Republican. Fuck this bitch.
1: Yeah, no, but, I,
0: sorry. but then for the rest of the movie, I will say the sister really isn't that bad.
1: No, and I, I think kind of the, the, the point of having that obvious political divide, too, is is kind of the idea that, like, I, I don't want to say that this whole movie is a call for civility, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a little bit like we kind of meet these people and they are like the worst version of your in-laws coming to Christmas that you could possibly imagine. Like, their kids are obnoxious, like their dog shits on stuff, like they brought an extra person who we'll get to in a moment. Cause she's my favorite person in the entire movie, <laughs> <laughs> but like they're legitimately terrible and kind of over the movie, you kind of watch them soften and it's kind of watching these two sides of this family kind of bond together over the idea of surviving an ancient pagan deity. Who's trying to kill them. Um, <laughs> but like it's, it's an interesting kind of, I think he handled both sides of it pretty fairly Like I I don't think one side or the other is ever portrayed as being a hundred percent right or wrong, which I think is, was the right way to go.
0: I agree. And actually one of my biggest things is that I do feel like at certain points in the movie, you're supposed to kind of feel bad for Tony Collette, who's the mother in the, uh, the family who is, who's the residents of the house, not Mm -hmm. the family that's visiting. And there are certain points where I'm like, I'm like, I get where you're coming from, but it's also like, just try and have a good time. Like, yeah. she's walking into this with like, yeah, she's, uh, she's like walking into this, carrying her cross. And you're like, yeah, Tony, no. put it down, <laughs> pick up the creme, the creme brulee yeah. and go sit down and, and, and enjoy this Christmas dinner.
1: Yeah. Um, now the wild card in this little family dynamic um, is Aunt Dorothy. Who who is my favorite part of this movie like hands down no question um she is the aunt of tony Collette and her sister and she is just she is just drinking from the moment she shows up <laughs> and like saying really mean shit and i'm just like that's yeah this feels this feels like real christmas to me now i <laughs> it's like aunt dorothy made this all real for me um but no, she's, she's fucking hilarious and she she has no filter and she swears all the time. And she is very funny. Although I
0: like her better in the second half of the movie yeah, no, she than I do in the beginning. better. Because in the beginning, it's like she's totally set up to be entirely unlikable. Oh,
1: no. She's an asshole, which is one of the reasons I like her. Oh, see,
0: <laughs> I didn't funny. like her when she was being an asshole. Once she just yeah, becomes the kind of like tongue in cheek comedic relief. Yeah. During all the the unfolding chaos, I'm like, okay, I like this. But in the <laughs> beginning, she like walks in and she's like, kind of making fun of Tony Collette for no reason, calling her like bougie and and rich and yeah, like making no, fun and, of her. And, food. and then
1: Tony Collette comes with, back with something like, "Well, maybe next Christmas we'll have it in your trailer." And yeah, you feel more at
0: <laughs> And I was like, okay, <laughs> that I'm down for. But
1: It's like, okay, this is great.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I I really was. I was not a huge fan of Aunt Dorothy for the first bit of the movie, but uh, she does grow on me.
1: I just love the fact that they like they leave her in charge of the children at one point, and like she has <laughs> she's no, getting, she's making them fucking drink. clue where these kids are. <laughs> at one point, she she hands them goes to She hands them schnapps and lets him drink. <laughs> she um, hands them
0: <laughs> hot cocoa with peppermint schnapps. Yeah. She's like sugar and spice and everything nice. And don't, you're like, don't you
1: go rat me out
0: <laughs> And you're like Aunt Dorothy, get your yeah. shit together.
1: It's like you're already in a survival situation, you've just given a small child alcohol, that's great. Like <laughs>
0: To be fair, uh, if I was going to give any of the kids something that would slow them down and get them killed, it would have been Augustus Gloop.
1: I mean, he literally, this this poor actor, he had not a single line.
0: It was kind of perfect, though. In the
1: entire <laughs> film. No, it worked thematically and it was great, but like this poor kid, he didn't even say anything. Not a word. Like at any point. I think
0: he screamed in the chimney. Yeah, I
1: think he screamed when he was getting killed, but that
0: was <laughs> His only line, screams.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I Augustus Glute was not. I, I did not um, like that the character's kid at all.
1: actual name is Howie. If you're, con, if you're concerned, <laughs> Howie. <laughs> you're oh, oh I guess your... Howard Junior. Yeah, yeah. And what's the baby's name? Christ- I I Christy, Christina. It's, I don't remember. I want to say it's something like that, or it's Chrissy or something it's kind of like who, who even gives a shit yeah it's one of those things that like at some point i lost track of the baby and then it was getting carried away by dark elves and i'm like i didn't even know that the kid was still here okay, <laughs> I, like, thought you were, I thought you'd left chrissy yeah was, i was like i didn't even i forgot the baby was here like <laughs> and i think which might be the most unbelievable part of the movie is honestly it's, it's like shit starts to go down and at no point does that child just start screaming like
0: yeah, although uh, an entire movie where like some baby was just screaming probably would have made me insane.
1: Well, no, I understand that, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's like, I just think it's kind of funny <laughs> i
0: i I actually also really love the way uh th- this film kind of treated the kids, yeah. because it made them it made it very clear that they were uh they were responsible. In a lot of ways, for what happened, and not just not ju- not just the kids, yeah. the adults were as well. But that I think a lot of times kids are are in in movies are given excuses, and and they're they're like, oh, but they're kids, and it's this and it's that. And it's like, well, no, this movie was all about kids being responsible for their actions and being responsible for the way they've acted.
1: Well, I mean, when you think about just Christmas kind of in general, it's like it's kind of the only time of year where we're like, no, 100 percent accountability, little Thaddeus.
0: <laughs> yes, you, you have, have to you get were, your shit together.
1: <laughs> you were mean to someone in April and now you're fucked.
0: Yeah. Like, and now Krampus is like, going to hit you with like the it's bell. it's
1: the only time. So, it's like, <laughs> so I'm all about Christmas movie movies making kids be accountable for their actions because like God knows no other movie is going to make them. I'm all for
0: every movie, making kids accountable for their actions. I'm tired of kids just squeaking by. And
1: some of the kids in this movie are real. They're just, they're just all kinds of shit.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, The, the two, uh, kids, what, what what are the two girls names? The two daughters, uh, Jordan and Stevie, uh, they are atrocious.
1: They really are. And I mean, it's kind of implied that it's because like,
0: their father their father wanted, wanted, them, wanted them to, them be, to boys, be boys and yeah
1: kind of like made them crazy but at the same time and also i would like to point out that as a butch lesbian i found that just slightly homophobic and fuck you like, um, <laughs> it was a
0: little bit <laughs> it was a little bit
1: like at, at one point the older sister was like i don't want to share a room with girls that pee standing up and i'm like okay like back off of that a little bit Mikey. but to
0: be fair but like <laughs> that that was also i think intended I to be no it was uh a, a notch against Beth, who it, is the older was. sister.
1: But like at the same time, it was kind of like, okay, watch it. Because but, Beth but, but was but a pain in the ass. then they walk through the door and it's like, <laughs> I'm sitting here going like, I had that jacket when I was in eighth grade. You Fuck do. you, Michael Dougherty. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, they're they're both just terrible. And I mean, the thing is like, this is sort of weirdly enough where like the plot of this film kind of stops. There's a moment kind of in here where like I'm, I'm not sure if it makes sense completely is the fact that like Max who is ostensibly our protagonist um <coughs> who summons Krampus inadvertently by tearing up his letter to Santa and kind of throwing it out the window and it was a big long sappy it's a wonderful life letter to Santa about how he just wants his family to get along again and he just wants Christmas to be like it used to be yeah and like Krampus apparently got this letter and went like okay so you want me to murder everyone <laughs> <Got> it. <laughs> it's like no I just, Krampus <laughs> is like
0: Uncle Teddy Yeah. <laughs> he's like okay so you, you want me to kill everybody and they're like no Teddy we just yeah. want you to yeah. fix the family all right so all right, should, so, I, so, should so, I kill them so, so this way or that throw
1: way throw demonic toys at the right, I, got it, I got it I got it no no, no no, 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 Teddy, no, 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 no Teddy.
0: No. no. Bob burgers.
1: You know, that's his name. I mean, it's just the, the thing is like, I, I understand kind of the conceit that, but I'm still not really sure what Max did wrong or if he did anything wrong. Well, but like- wasn't that the point that
0: at, but at the end of the movie he was leave. he was going to leave Max.
1: Yeah, but it's just, I don't know. It feels kind of strange because it's like how in it, like in, in what twisted like black like in what twisted logic is like murdering this child's whole family and most of the neighborhood around them, <laughs> like fulfilling the wish that this child made? Not that he's here to fulfill wishes, but how does that not punish Max as well to just murder everyone he knows? Well, but I guess that's kind of the because the because Omi explains
0: that in yeah. her in her dream sequence, she's like, and and Krampus left me as a reminder. Uh, to what happens when you forget the Christmas spirit. But see that's
1: kind of the thing it's like it's not really immediately clear if it's like okay I'm gonna grant your wish or if Max just inadvertently narked on everybody.
0: I mean, he kind like. of did. because Well, the and the thing is, Max never really explicitly says anything when he tears up the note. Yeah. So it's hard for us to say, well, this was his wish or this wasn't his wish because we don't really know exactly what was going through his head because it yeah. wasn't written dialogue. But I do think that it was intended that he was basically doing the same thing his grandmother had done, which was wishing that his whole family would go away. Yes. And that is why. Omi is my favorite character because Omi is like she's like the mima of their family. <laughs> mima is our grandmother who was like the the centerpiece of the family and Omi held that shit together. Everyone else was fucking up this holiday and she's like la 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 fa la 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 Lighting this fire, making hot cocoa, cooking some gingerbread cookies. Here we go. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Omi is the winner. She is the hero. And that's what makes it so sad to me when she goes.
1: There's there's one point where, like, it's, it's right after the, basically what happens is Krampus sends down this weird, like, divine blizzard that like coats the entire neighborhood and makes it like blackout conditions and nobody has power and it, hmm. he essentially just like he like yeets them onto Survivor Island for like no reason and then like <laughs> and then like Omi's like they're trying to build a fire because she's like a sensible person and like I think it's Tony Collette is like get your mother out of the fireplace before she like lights the whole house on fire I'm like Honey, you don't have heat right now. You have now. no heat, exactly. Like, honey, and on top of it, not, and you have a fireplace. Like, like not even, not
0: even like they don't even know she's warding off. Yeah, Krampus. no, they don't even know about she's that. She's just like it's like for for God's sake, she's a grown woman. She knows yeah. how to heat a house. She grew <laughs> up in Germany, like
1: this, she's Austrian actually. I don't Aust- know
0: wherever she this whatever germanic country yeah. she's from she uh she's literally the only person taking care of shit and they're seriously. like yeah beth why don't you go wander out into a yeah. blizzard to see your boyfriend what? and she's like uh maybe that's a bad idea yeah.
1: becky and she's like oh, no it's fine go yeah seriously what fucking parent in the middle of a white out blizzard <laughs> is like yeah honey walk four blocks to your boyfriend like Dad wouldn't even let me drive to like stop and shop to get milk if it we, if we were expecting more than like two inches of snow. <laughs> He's like, "Did you check the tires? Yes. Did you did you DIC? Yes. Did you did you do that? Yes, Dad. Did you change I'm good, I'm the good, oil? Good. Did, Dad, you, did you put new bulbs in the headlights? It's raining. <laughs> it's fine. Like I I have no idea. Like the second they said yes, I'm like, okay, this is like that's not going to work out well clearly. But like it, it's it's one of those things where it's like I feel like even under normal like non demon Santa." you know, circumstances, this still wouldn't be a good idea. Like even if all she had to worry about was like, I don't know, getting hit by a car and white out blizzard. I like I still feel like this so wouldn't be so the best plan. There's like, clearly
0: like DHL and UPS trucks driving around yeah. and you're like, you're like, Oh great. Why don't you go out and fuck with the wily e- Coyote for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I think Omi is like, she is the pivotal character for me. And I love that even after she goes out, uh, she's like, get your mother out of the fireplace. Look, she's fucking up everything. And then Omi turns around and she has like a giant thing of hot chocolate. And Tony Collette's like, oh. And you're like, yeah, fuck you, yeah. Tony. Yeah. Get it together. keep
1: it's Keep like, your so eye yeah. on the game. It's also, I refuse to believe that you could not smell that from where you were because hot chocolate smells amazing. So I have know. a hard time believing you didn't know what she was doing.
0: <laughs> and Aunt like, Dorothy was <laughs> reaching for a flask. Yeah, so and, you and know what's coming. Dorothy already had
1: her Kahlua out. <laughs> like, you were, like, like she was ready to go.
0: <laughs> Who is your favorite character? It's Aunt Dorothy.
1: I, I mean, I'm joking and saying it's Aunt Dorothy, but I, I think it's honestly probably Tony Collette. I think I liked her. Really? I, I thought she was really, really fun. I, I think she had a nice little arc. She does have a good arc. And I mean, I
0: love Toni Collette as an actor.
1: Yeah, she's great. I I
0: don't know that I loved her character in this, but I do love Toni Collette.
1: You know, I think especially like up in the attic when she was kind of like
0: when she became a l- badass.
1: Yeah, when she when she when she kind of like kicked into the like survivor mode a little bit, it was it was a lot more fun. It was honestly um Actually, it was, it was a little bit before that because, like, everybody else is sitting there going, "Like, we'll give Beth another hour," and she's like, "No, fuck you! I'm putting on my boots and going <laughs> to look for my daughter." Like, <laughs> and then, like, you know, Adam Scott and I don't remember the actor's name, but H- Howard, um, who's like the redneck cousin with the shotgun, are like, "No, no, we'll we'll go get her. Like, we have penises. We'll go look." <laughs> it's like you sent a 14-year-old girl out there by herself earlier. Like and this time you're going with a gun because it's been an hour, two men <laughs> in a gun, like. like and they're like, "Ah, oh, we're not gonna find anything or anything." But I'll just take the shotgun. Okay. It's like, dude. And then it's like, I love these
0: like, wandering out there with a, a shot. Like this is suburbia.
1: Named Lucinda.
0: Lucinda.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're going like, oh man. Um, (laughs) but yeah, no, it's like, so you sent a teenage girl out here alone earlier, but you're like, I need a Hummer and like a small arsenal to go look for her. (laughs) That doesn't really make a lot of sense. But (laughs) yeah,
0: I, I, I wasn't really, I don't know. And maybe it's just because I personally do not like guns. That was like, that was like another nail in the coffin for me with Howard. I was like, I didn't, I'm not here for this. And then the fact that like, the guns actually, like, get used. I'm like, ugh, I don't like this.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is, not like, this is a this is a thing with any horror movie, and particularly any, like, survival horror movie, like, there comes a moment where the characters have to arm themselves, and it makes the most sense most yeah, of the time I for know. that to be a firearm. I know. Like, I, I wouldn't... Like, it's one of those things, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, for example, got into a big kerfuffle on the internet a little while ago because, you know, Laurie Strode owns a shit ton of guns in the new Halloween movie. <laughs> but Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis... is very much anti-gun yeah (laughs) And she got a whole lot of shit for it, and she's kind of like, "It's it's a movie, asshole! Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like
0: it's, it's not- an it's an action horror movie, yeah.
1: Like, like and there's gonna be guns."
0: That was like- my that was my response. I remember because people were talking about, it and I was like, "Well, if I'm ever getting chased by uh by a supernatural Seriously. fucking serial killer, then I'll make some concessions it's like, for yeah, guns. No, if Mike
1: Myers ever shows up, then yes, I concede that having a rifle would be handy.
0: Yeah, but until but- then, let's 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 gird our loins.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. <clears throat> I also have to say some of the something that I liked visually about this movie. Mm -hmm. I really love the tone of this movie because it it kind of has like a National Lampoon Christmas Vacation vibe. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it's like they drop the dark veil over it
1: like a zombie movie. almost. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it's like but like. Almost in the way Trick or Treat really nailed the the feeling of Halloween. Yeah, they kind of nailed the feeling of Christmas and then kind of put another spin on it and made it spooky Christmas, which was really cool.
1: Yeah, and I think they they really did a great job using <coughs> things like you know weather and and you know just it being mm-hmm. that kind of like you know you never want to leave the house in like you know no. February. It's like like <laughs> I, th- I think they 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 made it. They they really used the trappings kind of around Christmas to their advantage and sort of isolating them and making them feel, you know, sort of more remote from help, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I do want to take just a half a second to talk about Beth's death, particularly because that was kind of the first point in the movie where I'm like, oh, this is actually going to maybe be a little scary. Yeah, um, because I was not expecting her to die. Frankly, like like the whole build up to her, she walks to her boyfriend's and she basically runs into Krampus, yeah. Kind of, and he's like hopping around on rooftops and shit, and it's it's, and it's legitimately her. creepy, yeah. Um, and the creature design for Krampus in this one is is kind of interesting. Um, he's wearing a Santa mask, and you never see his face, Krampus's face, yeah. which is I thought was actually like a really creepy, cool idea that Michael Doherty did in this because it's kind of. You know, he takes the he takes the mask off and he looks like Beast from Beauty and the Beast and it's <laughs> you just lose some of the magic. Yeah. You know, but like, But um you know him like kind of chasing her on the rooftops and then like she she hides under a DHL van and mm-hmm. then he just he you think he leaves her there. You think he walks away and she turns and there's like this little Jack in the Box thing turning. That's it's, playing it's like, silent night. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, Oh, this is actually gonna be scary. Yeah, okay, and great. then this thing like yeah. kind
0: of like like peers out of the box yeah, and she starts screaming. And then it's just really like really
1: slowly too. Yeah. And you're thinking it's a Jack in the box. something's going to like pop out and it's going to be a jump scare. But yeah, no, it's, it's not just the exact opposite. It just comes very slowly mm-hmm. up out of the top, which I, think I thought was brilliant.
0: That's what I love about Michael Doherty is that I, I don't think there's ever a detail he misses when it comes to the design of his films. Like he, uh, He's so good at finding the sweet spot of whatever moment he's trying to convey.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that I like best about him is, is again, kind of that's the perfect example of it is he kind of consistently tricks me mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Like it's one of those things like the first time I watched Trick or Treat, spoiler alert, like I did not get that those girls were were werewolves, were werewolves until yeah. they were taking their damn skin off. Yeah, and I want to point out, like, I guess the ending of Shutter Island. Like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm a hard person to trick when it yeah. comes to this shit. Like, I, I really am. And like every time I see a Michael Doherty movie, there's always at least one or two things in there that I had no idea.
0: We're coming. We're coming. I'm the same
1: way. And and tend to be done so well that it's, it's like a weird little present for me that I didn't see it coming and it was done so beautifully. And you're like, yes, like, thank God he tricked me. And it's like, yes, that's great. Because I, I really, honestly, I thought she was going to make it back. I did not think at all that she was going to die. I thought she was going to kind of be the starting gun. She was going to show back up and it's going to be like, oh my God, this weird thing. And then like everything was going to go to hell. Well, and that's what's
0: interesting is he kind of breaks the expectation of the audience because you never expect that the first one dead will be a child. And no. it's like... It, we were all sitting there going, Okay, which one's going first? Howard or his wife? And you're like, and then all of a or sudden one of their
1: many shitty children. Yeah, one <laughs> of their yeah. many <laughs> shitty
0: children. But then Beth is the first one to go. And Beth is one of the characters that's kind of like towing the line between good good character, bad character. Yeah, like she
1: clearly has <clears> some <throat> sympathy for Max and like she's yeah. she's clearly not all bad. So she was kind of one of the more likable characters off the yeah. off the bat. Which but, makes it which more made surprising it when she Really goes. surprising when she died. It was it was one of those things where it's like, oh fuck, I would have like I I thought she had it until at least the last ten minutes. Like like I would not have guessed her to go earlier than
0: that. Oh yeah. I, I would say last half hour. Yeah, because, that's fair. Uh I would expect it would be like Tony Collette, then yeah. Beth, then the dad, and then yeah. whatever happens to Max.
1: You know, but, I thought we were gonna <clears> run <throat> completely through the sisters family well before we got to anybody. Oh, absolutely. Kind of like and again this is a thing where it's like Michael Doherty, you beautiful bastard. Like I love you,
0: <laughs> you beautiful bastard, <laughs> for,
1: <laughs> for tricking the fuck out of me every time. Um, but yeah, no, like like her death was really scary. Um, Augustus Cloops was really scary. We already mentioned that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, the sister that that dies in the attic.
1: Yeah, although you don't see it, so it's kind of you just kind of hear it happening, and then you see what happened. Sort of like you kind of get.
0: Yeah, you get like, yeah, (laughs) well, but you get the attack. Do you? The whole scene in the attic with the, with the Jack in the Box clown thing.
1: Are we talking about, um, I I really thought that the one sister had gone already. It doesn't matter. One sister
0: dies in the attic. Then the other one dies outside, outside, um, but the sister that goes in the attic gets eaten by that like weird that weird slinky clown thing, slinky clown
1: because he has a predator mouth. He kind of yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 he like opens it up and I'm like, oh okay. Like, like, that's I know. Not really, what I was expecting? Great. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that whole sequence, especially because it's like weirdly scared of the adults and it's like running away. It's like, I know it's like this is a weird sequence because like, it's very strange because like my head immediately goes like Resident <coughs> Evil. And this is something completely different.
0: Yeah, I don't have a lot of. I I don't have a. A good understanding of how to break that scene down—it's really just, it's just a lot chaos. of creepy imagery. Well, yeah, like,
1: like it's total chaos, and then at one point there's the the cherub, the like, it, she the, looks like, like an, weird angel thing, like, like like the angel you stick on. the Yeah, right the, on the angel tree. topper. I, and yeah, I think that's is, what she's supposed to be. Yeah. But um, like flapping around and trying to eat Tony Collette's face. <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: <laughs> it's like Angel Annabelle. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, there were definitely
1: some Annabelle vibes coming off that. Thing. <laughs> But like, and then at one point, like they they send the dog up into the vents to get the clown thing, and the dog is an action hero, by the way. Because oh, seriously! Like the only reason Howard survives his encounter with the Christmas cookies is at the very last <laughs> second, this giant, Rosie. Like, slobbery bulldog <laughs> just jumps up and snatches that cookie out of the air. Rosie was yeah. the best. <laughs> Uh, like her second Omi. to Omi, the, the, the only people who have any character sense in this yeah at
0: all. <laughs> uh, rosie was the best fucking because car- you're like oh she's supposed to be big and dumb and slobbery and yeah. a pain in the ass but then all of a sudden you're like oh i love her
1: she's yeah great. like you've barely seen her on screen at all and then she eats that christmas cookie and it's like yeah good dog who's <laughs> a
0: good dog i do love i will say my favorite scene in the entire movie mm-hmm is the action sequence in the kitchen with the Christmas cookies. It, it is really fun. Because <laughs> you you can see Michael Doherty is kind of uh, poking fun at all of the action movies. Yeah. Because at one point there's like explosions yeah. and the cookies are running in slow-mo <laughs> yeah, from the explosions. Like <laughs> and he's shoot, trying to shoot them with guns and hit them with pots and pans. And, and they're, they're shooting like,
1: at him with a nail gun. And yeah, like, yeah, it's
0: it's insane. But it's and all I can so think of funny. is the
1: ending of Shrek 2.
0: <laughs> it's like the whole time
1: pigs in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I just kept expecting one of them to just float, so like be good, just like <laughs> mango. The
0: Christmas cookie, I would love it. Oh, I love those Christmas cookies. No, if, they were fun. If they were a little less mean, I'd want them in my house.
1: Yeah, and then it's like it's after the kitchen sequence where everything kind of like it gets real weird for a minute. Yeah. Like <laughs>
0: then it takes a turn because then you get the actual, uh, does Krampus actually make his first appearance then? Um, Cause we get the elves, the elves no, come. We
1: see Krampus during the sequence with Beth. And then we kind of don't see Krampus again until the bit with Omi. So it's, they walk out, they, they hear like a bunch of like cackling and like lots of noise outside. And Omi just says elves. And then, yeah. Like and then they come, they come through, crashing yeah. through the window, which, and, like they literally look like the <laughs> like
0: <laughs> It's like the labyrinth.
1: It's not even the labyrinth, it's like the old Rankin bass the hobbit. They look like <laughs> the goblins <laughs> like <laughs> like <laughs> Like it's it's that terrible old Hobbit cartoon <laughs> just in live action, and they are it's elves, great. and they the are elves. elves are I know. Like, <laughs> who sang all the songs? Oh, uh, Peter Yarborough.
0: Peter Yarborough, and with that like, crazy oh vibrato. God. The
1: greatest <laughs> adventure. It's, it's like <laughs> he fucked Krampus. He is a goat. Like, like it's not there. There's no other way Maybe to describe. Maybe Peter Yarborough
0: is Krampus.
1: That would make a lot of sense. Him and Tiny Tim. sam texted
0: me the other day after we recorded the christmas minisode and she was like guess what song is playing in my store and i was like is it tiptoe to the window and i sent her the video and she was like no it's christmas shoes (laughs) i was was like yes i know it's christmas shoes I know.
1: No, but yeah, no. Peter Yarborough and Tiny Tim, like, were probably under the masks for the elves because that would, like, they're the only what? ones creepy enough to fall off. A
0: fucked up relationship that would be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but, um, <clears throat> you know, so they come in and they take the baby that I had previously forgotten existed.
0: Was there, yeah.
1: Um, They take Aunt Dorothy, which... And
0: I know, very sad to which go...
1: Which is <laughs> kind of sad, but kind of not.
0: I love... What does she say when they grab her? She's like... Oh,
1: fuck. Yeah. Uh, something something, like, something, like she's just like, yeah, I think she's just like, like oh, she realizes she's
0: something. made a huge mistake. Cause she, uh, up until that point, she was shooting, right?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I think she had the shotgun and she, she, yeah, cause she shot Annabelle. Yeah, she did. And,
1: <laughs> and then she shot something else. And then all of a sudden, I think she shot the, the toy box <clears throat> thing, the, the clown, the predator clown. Did she? I think she shot it.
0: Um, And then we hear the laughing and grandma goes, elves. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, Oh fuck and then they break through the window and chain her up and and she gets dragged away. They also at that point take Howard, right? Yes. Because the wife goes after the baby, and they take the wife. Yeah,
1: and then Howard goes after the like goes to like try to get the baby. The wife and, and the baby and gets taken. No, they don't take the wife yet because she gets she she gets sa- she gets snow bugs later.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right. I thought yeah. she was the one who went after. <laughs> there the baby. are these
1: fucking things that are like burrowing <laughs> under the snow, and it looks like Bugs Bunny. Like when, Christmas like, tremors.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like whatever
1: Bugs, but like I kept expecting one to pop up and be, <laughs> be like, nah. Nah, I shouldn't have taken that not? left at Albuquerque. <laughs> Like, like, like every time. But yeah, no. Um, and they get Linda, who is the sister, and they get Tony Collette and they get, um, they get Adam Scott because he turns and like is trying to shoot them under the ground and he gets eaten. Hmm. Um, I feel like we didn't talk about Adam Scott at all, which is fine, because honestly, his character doesn't really have I a don't, lot to do. I he don't, was like He does. I,
0: and I actually liked his character because well, I thought too. that his character was kind of. A good voice of reason in the movie. He's not the typical no harm. I I think it's
1: it's it's one of those things that like since Max is the protagonist, I feel like he has less to do because in any other story
0: he would it would have been him. Yeah, but I do think that he's significant, and I I really like again a a credit to Michael Jardy. I like that he's um what's the best way to put it? I like that he kind of remains this kind of voice of reason for Max because we see Max kind of wavering between, do I stay good or do I go bad? And, and the father is kind of this beacon for him of he's in an actual Mm -hmm. role model. And so I liked having him there and I liked that he toned down, uh, Tony Collette when she was becoming, uh, overwhelmed by what was going on. (laughs) And, I will say one of the best acting moments we get from Tony Collette is when she when she finally lets go of Augustus and he gets yeah. sucked up into the chimney and she just, and she, and just, and just, just she just yeah. goes and like is like in shock yeah lay, sitting on the floor and everyone's trying to like comfort her and Tony Collette has a very unique ability that I don't think a lot of actors have. She can do so much with nothing. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's kind of that she has nothing actually to do, but like, to do. Like, but, yeah. it, but it's she I, I think she has just this really wonderful focused look on her face, kind of yeah. for the whole thing. And it's just like you can see that, like you can see the wheels turning behind the eyes, but like nothing's happening on the face at all.
0: She's just very present in the moment where it's yeah. like you're getting a very realistic reaction from someone, mm-hmm. even in surreal situations. Like in this situation where it's like, she just got attacked by a Christmas cookie, but it's like, it's still, it's still a horrifying experience for her. And it's like, it balances out the camp factor of this movie. Having someone as talented as Tony Collette to kind of ground it. And even in a a movie like, uh, Connie and Carla, Mm -hmm. where her character is absolutely ridiculous, but she makes it this kind of believable, goofball and it's like I that's I i just have so much respect for Tony Collette
1: no I, I think it's it's Tony Collette and it's also I think this is another thing that Michael Doherty does really well mm-hmm. is is that kind of allowing the actors to react surprisingly seriously to things that really don't look serious at all yeah like not that this child getting eaten isn't, isn't serious <laughs> but like he, he got yanked up the chimney by a jingle bell chain like that's kind of funny like, like it's, it's <laughs> But but like the actors and the characters taking it completely seriously and not leaning into the camp, apart from like the occasional one liner, I think makes the whole thing still feel urgent, which is a thing that some campier horror movies have a hard time doing Mm. is they have a hard time building the tension back up if everybody's leaning into it. When You only have one or two characters that are leaning into it and everybody else is treating it deathly serious you can keep the tension up.
0: Yeah, because you never lose the tension entirely. You exactly. only have slight breaks from it. And uh, that's what I really love about Michael Doherty's movies is that he does that very well, like just he said. an hour and
1: a half love letter to Michael Doherty. <laughs> I know. I, I really... I, <laughs> Which I, is fine with me. I don't <laughs> have
0: anything bad to say about him. I think he's such a talented director. I really enjoy his movies. And they have such a queer sensibility. And I, I have no idea if Michael Doherty is queer. But he... He gets something that like classically queer movies have. He has a very unique sensibility and it appeals to that, that camp factor that so many uh, queer people enjoy. People like Coco Peru, who is another person who like treats very surreal circumstances as very real and it becomes humorous. And that's the beauty of it. Uh, That's what I love so much about it. And I would actually love to know (laughs) if Michael Doherty was gay. But I don't, I've never heard anything to confirm or deny it. Have you?
1: Uh, No, I haven't. And I honestly, I mean, I I didn't go looking for it. (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't.
0: I, I know it really doesn't affect anything, but I would doesn't. be very interested to know if if he was queer, because I th- I would be very interested to know if that was something that was what I consider to be almost like an inherent trait of of queer artists.
1: I mean, I don't know if it's if it's just queer artists. I think it's it's certainly a it's a directorial thing.
0: Well, Just yeah, own, I mean, yeah, but uh, it's like I was saying, it's you see it a lot in like drag queens and yeah. and queer theater and and like people like Charles Bush has this yeah, have her. the same sensibility no. where it's like Charles Bush will write a play where he's playing a woman. But there's this kind of uh, he never acknowledges that he's a drag queen. He's always right. playing it absolutely straight. But some of the humor is derived from the fact that that the audience knows he's Charles Bush. You know what I mean? That's how
1: I felt about Batman versus Superman. I felt that like... (laughs) That he was Charles Bush.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Batman as played by Charles Bush. I was watching
1: something ridiculous that was being played completely straight. Well, not
0: completely. (laughs) It was Batman and Superman. Yeah. That's not entirely straight. No. (laughs) (laughs) So I... I want to go back real quick before we we totally drop it yeah. and talk a little bit about Omi. Okay. Because we are we've basically talked through most of the film. Yeah. And the salient points. Yeah. The, the the salient points. We haven't got into <laughs> that great detail, yeah. actually. But I I think that the beauty of Omi is kind of the tie between her original story about Krampus and mm-hmm. she, of course, is. The basically all of the exposition of this movie, yes. and telling her story about how when she was a little girl in in
1: Austria, Austria
0: or Germany, wherever the fuck it was, she, you know, and her family lost the spirit of Christmas, and she wished that they would go away, and Krampus came and took them and left her in this beautiful animation. Yeah, by the way, which was like uh, that's something I again another kind of directorial trademark that I love. He incorporates illustration and uh animation into um, his movies
1: yes because of course trick-or-treat had the uh, the comic book panels
0: it had uh, the comic book panels really and did cool. you know that uh, you probably know this i'm sure you do trick-or-treat started as an animation, an animation that yeah. he did in film school it was his thesis and i think it. it he's just so smart i don't have enough nice <laughs> things to say <laughs> about michael doherty and i think that Again, it's like the way the animation is done in this movie, it's so dark and and thematic and so like, again, the tone is just so good.
1: There's kind of this one moment kind of at the very end where it's supposed to be not exactly funny, but kind of tongue in cheek where this you never see Krampus in the animation. You only see Mm. his shadow. And at one point he winks. Yeah. At her. And it's supposed to be kind of this like weird little tongue-in-cheek moment, but it like it kind of creeped me out. Like it's it was a like legitimately thing. creepy. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, it was used very well because I I, I think that might have been the best possible way to do that kind of flashback sequence. I don't think you could have done that live action had it been as effective.
0: No, it would have probably come off as a little bit tacky if yeah. it had been done live action. And I think that this kind of doing it with the animation made it it kind of played into that surreal because you're you're talking about basically children's mythology, yeah,
1: and it plays and and children's back folklore. into the folklore and it looks like yeah. a little bit storybookish and it's 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 a really nice kind of artistic touch in the middle and it lends to the idea that like
0: because it's kind of childish, mm-hmm. it 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 conveys it from a child's point of view because it's animated and that's kind of something you associate with children, but then it also plays to why the adults wouldn't believe it. And they yeah. call it kind of bullshit because they're like, it's so childish. It's folklore. It's stupid. It's nonsense. And then they're getting sucked into the snow yeah. by the tremors creatures. By the Bugs Bunny, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and then it, it's, I, I really like the tie in between her story of her, uh, her childhood encounter with Krampus and then ultimately what happens with Krampus.
1: Yes. Uh, and Omi's sort of showdown with Krampus is kind of the, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the movie. honestly. I know. And I mean, like, you can see it coming a mile off. You know, it's going to happen. But like, but, but like, it's again, one of those things that it's done well enough that you kind of don't care. Um, but yeah, no, she kind of shuts the door, tells him to be good, shuts the door and kind of like, you know, it's going to happen. But like, this is the first time we've seen Krampus up close. Yeah. Because the only other time we'd been this close to him was with Beth and you only saw his feet
0: yeah which was creepy as fuck. so
1: like he comes down the chimney it's it's really like you see like the bricks ripple out (laughs) when he's coming down it was it was a really cool shot yeah but um and then he steps out and he's he's legitimately frightening oh yeah but at the same time like he doesn't feel exceptionally threatening like it's it's kind of like it's like oh it's you
0: like, yeah. kind of like, like this little light, oh it's you i've been looking for yeah, you yeah
1: like oh hey how about that so i've got this big sack of demonic toys you want to look inside and that's kind of what happens to omi yeah but, like, oh, poor omi. <laughs> but it's it's a really nice creepy shot and he does this thing and he does it with her and he does it with max too where he kind of he he holds his hand out and he just kind of extends like the one index finger and kind of like rubs it along their cheek yeah and he does it to both of them and both times it's like creepy as fuck. I know. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, I wasn't expecting that to like bother me. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, the, he does it again and it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of left ambiguous what happens to Omi. We're not actually sure if he kills her or not, but he he does open the, the, sack. the sort of Santa sack and you see the demonic toys inside, so we're assuming yeah. that he did. And, but, the thing about Omi is
0: that I do wonder what happened to her because she is the Only character, including Max, I think, who maintains the Christmas spirit through this movie. And so I almost wonder why she wasn't left to be the the person who is is the reminder of of the Christmas sacrifice, so to speak, because I, I almost wonder if that's why he does the thing with his hand where it's like, I know. Yeah, you're you've kind of got this spirit in you, but you're on you're on the losing end of this game this yeah, year.
1: Exactly. I I that's kind of how I read it was kind of like, I know you're not at fault here, but in order to adequately punish everyone else, I have to I take have to you. take you. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's not exactly a mercy killing, but it's, one of those <laughs> it where it's a like, mercy killing. But it, but it seems like it, it's just, it's very personal and kind of weirdly intimate. I know. And it's, it's, it's a very strange moment, but I, I one, I, I think that honestly, like I had like an actual emotional response to, which is not mm. a thing that I have in horror movies. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, that was kind of weird.
0: Well, and I wouldn't be surprised but, if Krampus remembered her. I mean, she sure had essentially summoned him yeah. in the past. So I do think that that's, I, I think it's relevant. I th- yeah, I think it's relevant that her story comes full circle in that she was originally the person who was left to be the reminder yeah. and then, and then
1: this time she gets taken
0: her ultimate. Yeah. Her demise yeah. is that she is eventually taken by this same spirit.
1: Yeah. So now that we're kind of at the end of this movie, let's talk about the ending for a minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, but why? So essentially, is um, there something strange about <laughs> it? <this? laughs> something, something weird. Um, Michael but, um, but, um so everyone gets eaten by by Snowbugs bunnies and then like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Max and like one of the, the the idiot cousins are in the truck and she gets pulled out by, by demon elves, which my wife informs me that song was sung by Glenn Yarborough, not Peter Yarborough. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He still sounds like Glenn Fiddick. We know he's saying yeah. it. But um, she gets pulled out of the truck and Max kind of is left there and Krampus gives him this weird little bell thing. Yeah. That I I assume is supposed to be kind of his like, you know, his receipt for a wish fulfilled, I guess. <laughs> like, I wonder if like it's like no returns for 15 days. I wonder if but, it's a nod
0: to the the folklore that says that Krampus leaves a lump of coal. Because it's this little dark, like chimeless bell.
1: Yeah, I don't think it really made a whole lot of noise, but like it it is very dark too. It might be. I'm honestly not sure. I know that um, I was reading on IMDb that the inscription on it um, essentially translated as greetings from Krampus. So it's kind of this weird little fuck you to him too. It's, like, it's a weird little it's Krampus a, it's a, yeah. postcard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird little you know. It's that, him on
0: the beach, like thank lounging you for, in a chair.
1: Thank you for shopping with Krampus. You know, we hope that you've enjoyed this experience.
0: Please leave a five star review. You
1: know, if this family annihilation was unsuccessful,
0: or un- <laughs> you know, the, the Krampus customer Caroline.
1: Yeah, it's just got a one eight hundred number on the bottom, and you're never going to get anybody but Susan. And she says she's getting a manager, but she's not. No, you're, you're going to get disconnected before you ever talk to somebody. This is Peggy. It's like, it's like, I'm sorry, but you left my one dick hole cousin and I don't want to be a bitch. Like, I feel like I should get a discount for that.
0: I should get a discount. Yeah,
1: like, like one family member that I like back, you know, like one, one thing like that.
0: Well, and Max tries for that. He does.
1: Um, he goes up and, and they've got this weird, like <laughs> little assembly line going, <laughs> this weird little assembly line going with a to volcano hell. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> because Krampus clearly does not you know, live
0: at the North pole.
1: No, uh, <laughs> And um he offers to sort of sacrifice himself for his, his one shithole cousin. <laughs> and um Krampus just legit laughs at him and drops her in <laughs> and, and I'm like, Yes He's like he's it. like, Ha ha no. Click yeah. <laughs> Like legit actually laughs at this kid, throws her in and then picks him up and throws him in. I know. And I was like, wow, that got dark. I know, you know, for half a second. And then like he wakes up, it's Christmas morning. This is, you know, the bookend to the story. I know, And
0: you're and you're and it's yeah. like, oh, he was dreaming the whole thing.
1: No. And I, I mean, I don't know that we're supposed to think he was dreaming. I think what we're supposed to think is that like Krampus kind of granted that last wish. She just kind of had to like go through the hell. He just kind of had to fire. go through the motions. <laughs> but um you know, he's just like my supervisor is watching. Just, 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 just do me a favor. Just burn <laughs> in hellfire for five minutes. And five, then I'll, I'll, I'll get you all five out. Five okay? minutes. You can do anything of, for five minutes.
0: That's all I need. Yeah.
1: You know, it's like just don't talk to Ted. He's weird. Like he's gonna, <laughs> he's, he's gonna, gonna try and get you to weird. stay. Just don't, don't do. He's stuff. gonna don't, sell you a timeshare in hell. Him. Don't talk to him. He'll never shut up. <laughs> but you yeah, know, so he throws the kid in the volcano. He wakes up the next morning. <laughs> we go downstairs and everybody's getting along and opening presents and it's very much like kind of a Sears pajama ad kind of happening <laughs> and everybody's alive and everybody's cool and, and so happy. And Omi kind of walks through looking at him like, bitch, I know what you did. Um, <laughs> which makes me think she didn't die. Honestly, it's the only thing I think it's one of the other things that I think in her favor that I think I don't know that she died um, because she, cause no one knows what happened immediately and then max opens the present and it's the bell.
0: And it's the bell, yeah.
1: But Omi had kind of looked at him first, kind of like I know what you did kind of thing. So I think that if nothing else she remembered. I don't know. She definitely no.
0: remembered. It's it would be an interesting take to say that it was that she was still alive cuz is she it, that, made it through. Is it that it's like a shadow of her in this little I don't know, snow globe. Cuz
1: this is the other thing. So this is the thing we have to talk about. The the question that I have written down here is does this movie have a happy ending or not? I don't know. Because the ending is ambiguous because essentially what happens is he picks up the bell. Everybody kind of gets this look on their face like, oh, fuck, I remember. And then we pan out to Krampus kind of putting a snow globe down that has their house in it. So the, yeah. it's, it's like it's kind of ambiguous as to whether or not they're kind of trapped in this little hellish snow globe and that's their punishment or if this is just kind of how he keeps an eye on them.
0: Yeah. It is a bit ambiguous, but I, I like the ambiguity because it kind of it makes you it's like one last moment of being like, ooh this feels uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, because it's like, well, then are we all in our own little snow globe? Are are we all being watched by Krampus or yeah. are they just in hell?
1: And it's one of those things that I like it, especially because it kind of. It's kind of that thing where it's like at the end when he walks up, and he's like, no, take me instead. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't want this. And Krampus laughs at him, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, bitch, it doesn't matter if you're sorry now. I know. Like it's one you of, can't of those take it's, it back. it's it's the accountability for your actions thing. It's it's yeah. it's the like you you don't get to like You know, the day before Christmas, be like, "Yeah, Santa, I'm sorry about all that other crap." Like, you know, like like, like it doesn't work that way. Like, like, Krampus is here to punish you. He doesn't want to hear your bullshit at the end of it.
0: Yeah, your the retribution is not your. Yeah, you're asking for forgiveness. The retribution is your punishment. Yeah, and you have to go through with it, even if you're sorry.
1: Yeah, and so like on the one hand, like the dark ending makes a lot of sense and it's really cool. On the other hand, like it is a Christmas movie. The protagonist is a child. And there is a part of Mm -hmm. me that's like, did we just save the day with the power of love?
0: Which is a possibility.
1: (laughs) The power of love. But it's one of those things where it's like, I I kind of, I don't think it has a happy ending. And I mostly think that for the ending of trick or treat. Oh yeah. is, Is why I think that. Because like you have... The bus driver kind of being like, okay, I'm a horrible person and I'm going to respect Halloween now. And he's, you know, he's hanging he's handing out like penny candy out of his fucking cast. Yeah, and, and, then, then and then you the sit there and go, oh, up. he learned something. And then he turns around and like those fucking zombie kids are there to eat.
0: And, <laughs> and they do. It's like,
1: which I think is the best ending ever. Oh, absolutely. It's like, oh, you think one night of being a decent person gets you out <laughs> of that? Like,
0: no, fuck you, Gets you, you out of murdering children. Like, seriously. But, but no. to be fair, Max didn't murder children. He
1: didn't murder children. Well, I mean... A lot of kids died as a result of something Max did. Well, but to be fair, those
0: kids died as a result of what they did.
1: Yeah, no, they were not completely innocent at the same time. Max is a narc and, you know, had to like toss that letter angrily out the window. I never did that one. Snitches get stitches? Is that the argument you're making? This this happens a lot with like children in particularly holiday movies. They get upset with something and they tear it up and they throw, they fling the window open and throw it out the window into the breeze. And I'm like... I can remember several times in my adolescence where I was mad as fuck. I never wrote my thoughts down and, you know, threw the window open like a Disney princess and threw the mountain to the wind. Like, I don't, I, don't I mean, know you say that, that,
0: but I know that I was a very dramatic child. I could you? absolutely see myself <laughs> doing that. But did like, you actually. Making my way to the roof to like <laughs> sprinkle the, the contents of my Christmas letter to Santa. wrote like
1: a 20 page manifesto on why she hated our father. <laughs> tore it up into little pieces. And, and threw like, it into the wind. And threw it into the breeze.
0: <laughs> Except it wasn't a Hollywood movie so it just fell on the ground.
1: Yeah and then dad <laughs> had to wake it up. this is all a joke by the way he didn't really do that Um, and he loves you dad Um, (laughs) he does Um, and that's basically Krampus 2015. I think that's that's basically it. And I want to say, if you haven't seen it, you
0: should absolutely watch it because it is one of my favorite Christmas horror movies.
1: Yes, and honestly, apart from some like bad language and stuff, is surprisingly I wouldn't say family friendly. But like, if you have some older kids, they could probably watch it.
0: Yeah, this is definitely PG 13.
1: Yeah, like you could you probably could get away PG-10. with PG <laughs> 10.
0: Like honestly, there's uh, there's some bad language, but it's not like it's not even that bad. Like and. Aunt Dorothy yeah, says Dorothy fuck says, a few says, times, yeah. but if you grow up in the average household, you've heard fuck several times yeah, anyway. like
1: There's no nudity, there's really not a lot of gore, like, you'd probably be okay.
0: So, we have a little game to play,
1: don't we? I mean, it's it's not a game so much as a hypothetical. I like games, let's call it a game. Okay, we'll call it a game. <laughs> okay, so, piss it. Yeah. If someone were to write things that you had done wrong on a piece of paper and fling a window open dramatically and toss them out into the wind. And Krampus was coming for you and he was going to send a demonic toy after you. Mm. What would you absolutely not want to see coming for you?
0: A Weight Watchers handbook. (laughs) I think that's, I think that's probably the worst thing that could come looking for me. I'm like, no! how dare you? Because then not only is he going to kill me, but he's going to call me fat first. And it's right. like, fuck you, Krampus. And your horned face <laughs> and your stupid Santa mask, you stupid goat demon bitch.
1: Okay. Conversely, what's the best case scenario? Like, what, what would you look at and be like, oh, I can handle this. I don't need to worry about it. Ooh.
0: I, I don't know. A meatball parm. I like. I, I could definitely take care I of a said meatball part.
1: I swear. part <laughs> <laughs> is not a toy.
0: Okay, a toy. I I could definitely take like I see. I'm tempted to say like a Raggedy Ann doll, but then I'm like, well, that was Annabelle. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that would fuck me up. I could I could definitely. I could definitely do like a GI Joe.
1: Yeah. That's fair. I mean, this is the question though, does the G.I. Joe's weapons work? It also like, is uh, that part of the demonic match?
0: The the weapons do not work, but I don't have shoes. So it's like <laughs> it's an even match. <laughs> <laughs> like like yeah. a floor full of Legos. Okay, That's yeah, what I was say, I'm like, dude. <laughs> do you what do you think? if if Krampus, if someone, if I wrote your name down and tore it up on a piece of paper and scattered it I into the love how you wind, got all
1: specific with that. I just said someone. I didn't say it was going to be me.
0: I chose to, okay, to, yeah, to include your nice. name. Okay. Um, what would Krampus send that you'd be like, oh no, I'm done.
1: I feel like any like like I, I want to say a Furby because I'm a child. Of <laughs> they creep me the fuck out. Really? But honestly, I think the thing that would like absolutely like scare the bejesus out of me is like a cabbage patch kid that has been owned by a little girl for more than six months because a there are no clothes anymore. <laughs> B Like the hair's all been cut off. It's and, all like, matted and colored gross. With crayons and shit. <laughs> like like it's got like it, it's got like graffiti on the belly by this point. Like Like like. Any little girl is given a Cabbage Patch doll and within six months it is totally fucked up. It looks it's like trash. a crack whore after six months. So like I, I think that would scare the living bejesus at me because it's like that doll's seen some shit and it doesn't matter what I pull out. It's going to get me.
0: <laughs> after a long night of hooking. Like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what And so conversely, yes. what, what toy would come after you that you're like, oh, bitch, please, I got
1: you. Barbie, because I have dismembered her before. Really? Yes. When did you dismember a Barbie? Um, I murdered, I think, I want to say maybe two or three of Jessica's Barbies. Usually after she was done with them. I think one time not. (laughs) (laughs) Because she pissed me off.
0: (laughs) Teach you to make me sign contracts. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to tell this story and Jessica's going to hate me. So when Jessica and Sam were little, like little, little kids... Jessica would convince Sam to do things, and then make her sign a contract that said she was going to do it.
1: So, am
0: I gonna Am I telling this right?
1: Essentially, it it was it was things like, particularly she, she it was usually like chore related, and like she would be like, okay, but if you're you, if you're gonna like do this one thing for me today, I need you to sign this piece of paper, and I would sign the piece of paper, and then like two weeks later, she'd be like, no, you signed a contract; you have to do it again. <laughs> because, like I was an idiot and, and for, for most of this like somewhere between the ages of like four and eight so I'm sitting there going like yeah okay whatever weirdo like you're gonna write like I don't know take the trash out or something on here like yeah whatever I'll sign it I don't give a mm-hmm. shit I'm doing it anyway. And then like three weeks later, that would come back to haunt me irrevocably, <laughs> because I apparently, even as a small child, had a lot of respect for the rule of law and didn't realize that, you know, the thing that Jessica wrote down in like glitter pen.
0: <laughs> and you would have been the kid to be like, I have to honor this contract. I
1: did. I was like, <laughs> I was like well, I have to live up to my commitments. I wouldn't want to get in trouble. Like, like,
0: I wonder if dad still has any of them.
1: Um, I know for a fact that mom did, because I think we found one or two of them in when, her, in yeah, her townhouse after, after she passed and we were kind of going through and she had boxes and boxes of crap that we made with like crayons and sticky glue and like all the other kinds <laughs> of shit. But like, I, I, th- I think we did find one or two in there and and they are like, I mean, they're, they are spelled These would not hold up in a corn of <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, my, my <laughs> six year old ass was like, well, I signed a contract. I signed a contract. <laughs> like and you I, bought a car. I, I recall very distinctly at one point, like Jess getting in trouble for doing that with me. And I don't remember what it was for, but like, I remember very distinctly, like our mom looking at Jess and being like, cut that shit out. And then turning to me going, and you stop being so fucking gullible. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that is I, a very I, mom I, I, thing I'm to sitting say. here going like. What? It says it on the paper and I signed <laughs> it. I have to do it. That's how it works. <laughs> because I was a moron and, Je-
0: <laughs> and Jessica just took full advantage Je- of it. Jessica took full advantage of it, as, as as every
1: older sibling does. Well
0: I I, I can't even make an excuse. Thank for God you.
1: Krampus never came for our family.
0: I can <laughs> I can promise you that if Jessica had fun. made me sign a contract, <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be dead. I'd be long. Oh yeah, gone. no, we'd be so dead. If Krampus came, I'd be dead uh you'd be dead yeah jessica's probably dead Mm. it depends if we're going by like childhood jessica i'm talking like our childhood home
1: (laughs) oh you're you're, you're talking like angelico from rugrats jessica
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) we love you we love you um (laughs) jessica would be dead kevin's absolutely gone kevin is a ghost
1: of gloop he gets, pulled <laughs> <up>. <laughs> he gets he's going to be gym. so
0: mad when he hears that uh, <laughs> uh yeah dad's a goner
1: yeah and meanwhile, Bob is like us. Bob is like sitting in the fucking playroom with like his little toy trains, going, "I'm a perfect angel who's never done anything wrong." I know. I don't think and anyone would lie. survive. No, I don't Bob know. Like Krampus is like, no, is like so "There's
0: no lesson to be learned." Bob I'm just is taking the person everyone. who our
1: father rather famously screamed at, "Stop hitting your brother! You'll ruin Christmas!" Yes. <laughs> Bob was out on that alone. Stop hitting your brother! You'll
0: ruin Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday, sitting in the and it was like a
1: week before Christmas. It wasn't even like it was no, Christmas it wasn't. Day. It was
0: Christmas. Was it? Yes.
1: I really didn't think so. I thought it was like at least two It was just. Before.
0: It was because it was the most dad thing to yeah, say where it's like, and I mean our dad thing to yeah. say where it's like, stop hitting your brother you'll ruin Christmas. And it's like,
1: like, Meanwhile, dad's threatened he's to not- like throw our toys into the backyard like six times this week.
0: I know. <laughs> and on top of it, it's like the best part of it is that he's not worried about Bob hurting Kevin. Yeah, no, it's, He's it's worried about Kevin's Bob head. ruining Christmas with a trip to the ER. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on
1: that note. This is what happens when you're a yeah, parent. That, <laughs>
0: that is exactly. Poor dad. We put him through hell. On that note, that is, I think, everything we have to say about Krampus. Yes. Uh, it is one of my favorite spooky Christmas movies. And you should all absolutely go out and watch it, but since it is just it's almost Christmas now. it is almost Christmas now and speaking of it almost being Christmas, it is also very, very nearly time for us to do our mini sode about uh, uh, where we answer our your questions i couldn't even put a sentence you know just <laughs> I have a stroke uh, It is almost time for us to answer your questions, so if you have a question you'd like to ask, it can be about anything, it can be about uh, me or Sam, or our relationship, our family, drag, being a a writer, working at a a liquor store, whatever you want. You can ask that question of me and Sam, and we will answer it on the podcast next week in our mini-sode.
1: And you can send those questions to spookygayfam at gmail.com. You can tweet them at us. You can leave them on our Facebook page. Whoever you want to get in touch with us is fine. I wouldn't recommend writing them on a piece of paper and throwing them into the wind. We're not quite that good.
0: Yeah, I am. Not, I may be fat and I may have horns, but I'm not Krampus. <laughs>
1: he, he just can look kind of bulky. He might he's, not even fat. Let's not he's fat chubby. shame Krampus. Before oh, he... please.
0: I've seen him at the weigh-ins. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, stay spoopy and remember.
1: Can't we make him go away? Oh, Kinder. This kind of game this is... What is she saying? I'm not sure. She says we're fucked. how do you- Because I'm old enough to know when life is coming at you with his pants down.
0: My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Krampus distributed by Legendary Entertainment and Universal Pictures 2015. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions.